You're listening to the Batuta Advocates Weekly News Wrap on Desert Rock FM 96.5. Welcome back to the Weekly Batuta Advocate Bulletin, the weekly bulletin that we bring you every week. Comes out weekly? Comes out weekly, every week. My name's Clancy Overall. I'm joined here by Wendell Hussey and Effie Bateman. And there's been a bit going on in the world. Obviously, there was the story of the redacted who's been accused of redacted um, over at least 40 years of redacted, redacted. We all thought that the redacted would come out sooner, mm. but he's redacted is obviously uh, protected by a lot of people, you know, like redacted and... Yeah, redacted. I mean, I, it was bombshell to me. I had absolutely no idea that Redacted was accused of doing the things that he was accused of. I, I actually had no idea. It's the first I heard of it. You just wouldn't think that Redacted would be capable of things like that either. No. Wow, when you look at the career Redacted has had in the many different industries that Redacted's had power over, mm. including Redacted, Redacted and Redacted. Yeah. I mean, there's had a lot a lot of access to Redacted, Redacted. I think the big, biggest red flag was musical theatre. Mm, that should have been redacted. <laughs> it really does make you think. Maybe um, the fourth estate, aka journalism and redacted, uh, maybe and the redacted figures are maybe a little too close to each other. I don't know. I don't know. Well, you know, you could argue that, uh, you know, different media companies and media owners like redacted and redacted, it's in their best interest to make sure things like what's obviously happening now with redacted don't come out mm. uh, because, you know, they've. Um, kind of sat on their hands a lot over the last 20, 30 years when it comes to media and uh, media now makes a lot more money uh, not through traditional uh, forms of reporting uh, it's actually, uh, you know, people like Redacted and Redacted make a lot more money if they are closer with private business and the friends of private business like Redacted mm. Well I think that's the other thing, you just touched on media there, the greatest shame for me with this coming out this week is I think it's overshadowed um, the Fitzroy Garage Party winning the greatest video of the year at the TikTok Awards. Yep. You know what I mean? Their name went up in lights on um, Wednesday night, I believe, and it was it was kind of just reward for them for what they did and what they achieved. And then immediately on Thursday morning, Redacted comes out with the accusations against Redacted. Yeah. Well, the thing about uh, TikTok is that it's probably eating away at the traditional media in this country. Um, so this will probably be the last year. Uh, you know those kind of uh, milestones are overshadowed by traditional media figures mm. or the demise of traditional media figures like Redacted. Let's hope so. Now, we'll kick off the news bulletin with a national story. And the government has revealed plans to ban vapes for the fourth time, proving just how goddamn hard they are to quit. Yes, proving that they are just like us. The federal government is giving the vaping ban another go. And they really mean it this time, like swear to God. Run cool people, vapes or e-cigarettes are a hooker the size of a pen that produce a nicotine-rich vapour that, when inhaled, sends a tingling tremble down your body that helps everything just fuck off for a moment. Now, two governments into the war on vapes. New legislation going through Parliament will mean steep fines and even prison sentences for vape importers as they attempt at their fourth piece of legislation to make vapes even more illegal than they are now. We'll see if it's fourth time lucky, I guess. I look forward to the war on vapes um, debuting on Triple J in a couple of years' time. 
Moving on to a story from the music world. And the nation's ageing emos have confirmed that they're now in their picnic blanket concert era. Yes, in humbling news for anyone who used to go to Soundwave, most bits are smaller and picnic blankets are in. This news comes as former Kerrang! readers across the nation have been spotted over the last several months enjoying screamo tunes from the comfort of a Kmart picnic rug paired with a nice $14 glass of festival wine. With acts like Paramore, Evanescence and the Good Things Festival having just played on outdoor stages across the land, promoters have told The Advocate they've been forced to change concert layouts to meet the needs of ageing fans whose needs can't take 10-hour stints jumping around anymore. As one festival organiser said, most of the psycho blokes that used to climb some stage rigging to backflip into the crowd have really mellowed out. Some now just stand by the trees and watch on, nodding casually. Effie Bateman, a, a Screamo music fan, she's taken it to the next level. She's gone to one of those cool cabana things. Mm-hmm. She actually sets one of those up out the back at the Batuta Good Things Festival mm-hmm. last weekend. She was spotted um, sitting in the shade, she enjoying was, a nice glass of wine on a picnic rug. She was wearing pants as well. Yeah. It, um, it'll be the camping chairs next year for Effie. <laughs> yeah. Yes, moving on down south to a story which has captivated the nation's attention this week. It's the absolute shit show that is the traffic in Sydney. And it's been revealed that spending 10 years trying to ban greyhounds and nightclubs doesn't actually help anyone's commute. Yes, it seems that allowing fundamentalist Christian voices and property developers to take the reins of the state government for an entire decade has actually left New South Wales in a state of irreversible chaos. This was confirmed last week with the opening of the new Roselle Interchange, also known as the Spaghetti Junction, which has caused major traffic jams for commuters coming into the CBD from the engine room suburbs out west. The unforeseen inner west gridlock has turned the areas surrounding the Anzac Bridge into a car park and more importantly is now affecting the important people from harbour suburbs, which means that the government must address the issues. Obviously, questions have been asked about how no one saw this coming. However, the New South Wales government have come out to defend themselves, saying that none of these problems could ever have been identified until the interchange was officially opened because they've spent the last 10 years focusing all of their political capital and energy on restricting the weekend's activities of young people and punters. Finishing up with some local news now, and a caravaner has prepared to drive slightly above the speed limit just as the overtaking lane approaches. It's a common occurrence on local roads, and the culprit this time around was Wallace Goink from Batuta Ponds. The old man wearing a crushable leather hat has confirmed that he's always prepared to drive slightly above the speed limit whenever there's an overtaking lane coming up because simply he just doesn't want anyone to get past him. That kind of behaviour does often lead to people driving erratically, which when asked about it, Wallace said this. Oh, Christ, we had a young man overtake us this morning and throw the battery out of a dolphin torch at us as he hooned past. Scared the daylights out of me wife and Penny, our morbidly obese corgi. There's no cost of living crisis for that Ford Raptor driver throwing dolphin batteries away. Mm. Not too cheap at all. That was the biggest stories from the Batuta Advocate this week. Hope you have a good weekend and we'll be back next week with our weekly bulletin. Bye-bye. See you later.